Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Well, hello. I'm Madeline West, mother of six. Thankfully, they're children, not dragons, but they are just as difficult to take care of, can I tell you? And I am joined by the fabulous Dr. Angela Murray. So our question has come in from a audience member, a parent of a teen. Let's tune in and hear what she has to say. Yeah, hi. My teenage daughter is uh, about to start her final exams um, and I would just love any advice you have about how involved I should be in that, whether I should just leave her to it um, and just provide quiet support or if I should be checking in with her daily and talking to her about it. Um, Any advice you have would be much appreciated. Thanks. Ah, I think that this is a question that the parents of a lot of teenagers right now are asking. It is traditionally, stereotypically, a very anxiety-riven period. I mean, first of all, what's your experience? What was your experience as a teenager sitting in your HSC? You're now a psychologist. You're an eminent professional. It's not a great story to tell your teens. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. But is it a great story to hear as a parent and to reduce some panic? Well, I hope so. That's why I asked. (laughs) It's terrible. I'm a bad person. I should have listened more at school. No, I didn't engage in high school. I broke my leg in year seven and I had a whole term off school because I had a cast up to my upper thigh and the school had no elevators and 50,000 stairs. So I stayed home for a whole term and became quite, I guess, isolated and disengaged from schooling. And when I went back, A, I'd fallen behind in some subjects which I'd never experienced before because I hadn't been going to school. I did not enjoy the feeling of being behind and Mm -hmm. so I sort of went F-U-C-K it and I just wanted to socialise, I wanted to go to the beach and I wanted to go shopping Oh, and ride my horse. So there was very basic girly things that I wanted to do. So you got your priorities in order. I did. So I got to the end of high school and I barely studied for the HSC and I didn't do that well but then... Hang on, you're a psychologist. How'd that work? Well, I went travelling. And tried lots life of other experience, things. Right. I was, you know, started an accounting degree and realised that wasn't for me. I became a graphic designer and realised that wasn't for me. <laughs> and then I travelled some more and then I worked at a preschool and ended up working with behaviourally challenged children and loved it. And so that's when I chose psychology and I just sat the university entrance exam, nailed it and could do whatever I wanted. So 
at no point in my life was my HSC score remotely relevant. The fact I had it was relevant, the fact I'd completed, but that was it. And now I work in a school and the messaging I'm hearing is this is the most important thing of your life. From as young as year seven, I had this girl in my office, my office, my little clinic at the school, um, and she was in year seven and she was had had the day off school the day before, which is unusual for her, and also missed a couple of periods of what we realised was the same subject. And when we asked her why, when I asked her why, she said she'd had a panic attack the day before so she couldn't come to school because in tech they were sewing boxer shorts and she didn't know how to use a sewing machine and she was nervous she was going to get it wrong and then if she got it wrong, she would get a bad grade. If she got a bad grade, it would mean she would be lower streamed in some tech subject next year and if tech was somehow linked to science, then in year nine maybe she'd be in a lower science class and then by the time she got to the HSC she might not be able to get to the level of grades she needed for the marks she wanted. Oh, my God. I'm almost hyperventilating just comprehending that degree of projection from a a 12-year-old. 12. (sighs) So how did you, what advice did you give her to resolve that? Actually, on further questioning, she did acknowledge that she had practised on a scrap of material and she had managed to sew things together and done it quite well. But in her mind, the necessary level of achievement to be happy with what she'd done rather than acknowledging that in moments of process, she could do it. So the focus was on the outcome and not actually on her skills or her effort or her, um, what's the word? Basically, it's the process. It's She wasn't giving herself credit for that and was really achievement focused and that's when the anxiety peaks up. You can't see reality anymore. Do you think that's a case for most teenagers? I don't want to generalise because, like you said, they're all very, very different, but it becomes about that end goal and that end goal can be fed by the expectations of their family. How do we demonstrate to our kids that we're flexible and amenable to how they see their future and what they really want to do and what they enjoy? I guess first and foremost, we have to check in with our own fear about our children's lives to come because that's where our expectations and hopes and needs for them come from. It's just like, oh, I fear for my child. I don't want them to struggle. I fear they won't be okay or they'll need this. So I'm going to best set them up to prevent any adversity in their lives. When the parents over-function, the kid doesn't learn to function. But it's that fine balance as if we completely take our hands off when they become teens, they actually need us to hold them a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so how do you strike that balance? Your kids are about to set their exams. What simple things can you do to best facilitate them not enjoying the process but surviving the process intact and... They don't feel like they're letting you down or themselves down. Well, build a time machine, (laughs) travel back six years, and we'll start again. Okay. So I guess the gist of it, whether whatever year they're in, is know their exam schedule. Be aware, and this goes across the board with teenagers, us knowing how much we action is another variable, but us knowing what's happening in their lives, knowing who their friends are, knowing where they are, Mm. knowing what assessments they have. 
knowing what their term looks like with assessments and exams, all provides scaffolding and safety for our children or our teens. A, we look interested, like we do. We show interest if we want to know, if we're curious, if we do it in the right way. Not, can you please give me your term timetable because I need to know when you're not going out with your friends. <laughs> it's more like, oh, so what have you got? Let's have a look at your term this week, this year so we could sort of talk to work about which time you'd need off so you've got a bit of rest time. And, yeah. you know, I can give you time off your chores during that period so we can get some extra study done because it's really, it's stressful and there's a lot going on. Yeah. And what we want to do is support them. And it's like, oh, you know, we could set up some study schedules when we drop back those chores and we can fit out what you could do instead, but I don't expect you to do all the things you normally do while you're pre- preparing for these mm. tests. And that can be year seven all the way through because you're modelling that this is requiring more of you right now. Let's give you more of you to use rather than deplete you. And we should do it for ourselves too. If we have something extra on, we shouldn't just try and slot it into the already one million things we're doing. We should drop back in a couple of things and care for ourselves. And it's the same for teenagers. A sleep schedule all through school, like just keeping their sleep. And they need regular eating patterns, some family dinners to stay connected so they can process. A balanced routine of their exercise. Well, let's face it, when I say balanced, once again, we're not aiming for it perfection here. But the fact that they get to socialise, that we don't take away their social resource Mm. when we're wanting them to study, because that's actually something that empties out their stress bucket. And you've mentioned that we've had conversations about the stress bucket before, that when it's too full, you've got to let some down. How did you describe it? Like last time we chatted about this, you said you like you let some out the bottom. Well, imagine a bucket. Yes. Yeah, and so we layer it up with our stresses and there's all the normal stresses, the school stresses, family stresses, friend stresses, being a human stresses, being a sibling, hormonal, you know, what is my skin doing today's stresses? What is my hair doing today's stresses? I know, listing it all. I'm filling the bucket up quite rapidly. (laughs) And as we get the bucket more and more full, we do become more stressed. And yes. more anxious, mm-hmm. and we have a we have a lowered capacity to look at our lives from more of an objective, rational point of view, and we come far more in it, and therefore it's harder to see it and care for ourselves because it all feels so urgent and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And when we overflow, same with teens, some of them, if they're really stressed, will go into collapse, which is looks like that I give up, I can't do anything, I'm just. It's all too much. It's too overwhelming. I can't even break this study or this assignment into little pieces because it's just... And so I'm just going to know anything. I'm going to lay in my bed and avoid it or just go out and never come home so no one can ever ask me about studying. Other people will freak out and they will just study and study and study and study and study and burn themselves out. Some people will panic. Some people will use drugs or alcohol to avoid the feeling. But when we overflow, it's not pretty and it's not productive. No. And it generally hurts us in some way. So for us and our adolescents, emptying our stress bucket out is imperative. And for adolescents, they empty their stress bucket out. You know, traditionally when I think of the kids that I talk to, they name music, listening to music, alone time in their room. That's not hurting your parents. That's not personal. They just really reason sort of resource themselves without any pressure on them for a minute. Yes. 
um, their friends, laughing, being silly, time out not doing anything, their sports, even their jobs to some degree in a minimal form, not, not working five days a week. They like that sense of accomplishment and they like their own money and independence. So these are the things that resource them. Mm. And also you as a parent resource them through just loving them, through supporting them, through asking them if they need anything, providing meals, yep, giving them snacks when they're studying. So we can play a role in helping their stress bucket stay empty. Well, not empty because that's unrealistic because we're always building stresses, but we can help it stay less full. And I think that's the role of a parent when it comes to exams and it's figuring out how do we do that. Yeah. Is over-catering to exams on the horizon, is that in itself making it the exam period feel extremely abnormal and making them feel more stressed? At the end of the day, the student is the one who gets to decide whether they do the work or not. Yeah. And... Yes, I think if the parent makes the exam about themselves, which that kind of sounds like they've made it a little bit about themselves, then it could really tip the balance of the stress bucket. So don't over-cater to the exam period. No, and really have a conversation with your teen. This is from 7 to 10 to 11 and Mm. even in the HSC. What are your expectations around your exams? What are your hopes for your exams? What are your fears? And then say... What do you think that I think about your exams? What do you think that I need you to do and how well do you think I need you to perform? Mm. Like, have you got any beliefs around that? And maybe have an open discussion about what the alternatives are. So if that fabulous mark that would be great to get and lead you to that course doesn't happen, what else can you do? Yeah, and I guess that too is a really valid point. It's like we start talking to our students about, what they're going to become in reference to exams. What we need to talk more to our teens about is who do you want to be as an adult? Because it becomes really about what you can do as your worth, as your identity. And this is kind of a really strong message through school and they are trying to change it. There is a huge active effort of the wellbeing faculty in a lot of schools that acknowledge that students are whole people but the baseline of the education system is that we need to educate you and we're going to give you a grade of some description to indicate who you are you are represented Mm. with letters and numbers that's all achievement and yes reports do have some blurbs around how the student goes and we do provide feedback on that as well But going forward into their lives, it's like you're not going to be a lawyer. First and foremost, you're going to be a woman. Mm -hmm. The lawyer is just something you do. The exams are just something that you do. School is just something that you do. It's like who is your teen? How do they function in school? And how can we reward their efforts and their processes and their commitments or their honesty because that's who they are it's a really tricky balance that schools are trying to get better at but we as parents have a much larger role in letting the school be really achievement driven yep 
and supporting our teen to be part of that system, but reinforcing who they are. Yes, that that number at the end of the day is just an indication of what you might like to do, but it's got nothing to do with who you are. It is just a number. And for some people it is more important and they will, because of their own internal world or the external world, push themselves. And that's another whole ballgame. We still need to reinforce the human with acknowledging their process, but we won't be able to remove the achievement completely. And some want to do well and that's okay. Some people have vocations from a really young age. Like I know a boy who's, I think he's in year 11 this year, but from the day I met him he knew he was going to be what sort of surgeon is that? But a type of surgeon. I did once used to have a girl who was going to be a thoracic surgeon. She was my friend's daughter and she knew that from year eight and now she's a thoracic surgeon. Oh. But some kids are just like that. Yep. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so some kids do want to do well and most kids want to try in their exams. Mm-hmm. So how do we support them as well is another question because it's the supporting the achieving part of the child that has to do the exams because yep. they're in the system. But our and our role as a parent to emotionally support our child by supporting their process. So what about environment? How critical is environment? Do you need to create a safe space where there's no sound and everyone else tiptoes around the household or do you just keep it normal or do you assign somewhere that lets them get away and get fresh air? Or Well, the study space is really important. Mm-hmm. Light and oxygen really works for humans. Yeah, funny um, that. <laughs> Regular eating, um, good food, sleep, light and oxygen and a beautiful, clear, organised workspace Mm. and quiet. In the early years, this is specifically for the HSC, they just need to have space and quiet. And my advice to parents is talk about this before you enter the study zone because it's getting a bit late, but you can renegotiate now. No phones while they're studying. Yeah. Yeah. What happens with anxiety, especially with teens, is we reach for something, actually as adults too, the minute we experience anxiety, we want it to go away. So if we start to experience anxiety or overwhelm, the quickest thing that adolescents can do to remove it is reach for their phone. Distraction. And we're not used to sitting in discomfort. And when we're studying and we become uncomfortable, if it's sitting there, we will grab it. You would know too, doing some work at home or doing something uncomfortable, if your phone's there, you'll pick it up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But what it does is extends study time, makes you feel Mm. like you've studied forever, also that you've done nothing and that you never get the study off your back. Yes. I refer to this as purity of time. Purity of time. When I'm studying, I am studying. And that way I can make it shorter, more productive. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when I'm on my phone or my device, I am just on my phone or device because this is allocated screen time. And I'm allowed to diffuse by using that. And I've got nothing on my shoulder to worry about studying because I'm not supposed to be doing that now. So therefore I enjoy my screen time more and then I go out and socialise and because it's allocated social time, I can enjoy that more because I don't think I should be at home studying. Mm. This is allocated social time. Every time my study pops into my head, you say to your teen, let it go. Don't worry about it. You're with your friends. Yeah. We've got studied scheduling tomorrow at whatever time. Then we can worry about that. And that yeah. would, I imagine, by extension, they make them feel more secure in the study space and more focused that if I do this, I get it done. I don't think about anything else. And I get to get out. And I get to do those things afterwards. Yeah, 
I get to get out and it finishes. Yeah. Rather than it never finishing during the whole study block. And so you keep avoiding it with distraction and it therefore can never be completed, so hence it never ends. And no time is pure and none of it enjoyed. So pure schedule, pure time for study, a conducive environment, which might mean others in the household being considerate that this person needs some quiet and some space and no one's going to come in and go, can you take the bins out, please? Or the other thing that parents do is pop in and go, how are you going with your study? Or have you got much done? Oh, None of these, sorry about the voice, we don't all sound like that. But, um, yeah, that's not helpful. No. So give them the space. And something that can be really helpful is to have that chat with your teen. I'm going to stay back and trust that you're doing this. I'm going to check in once a day at how you're travelling and whether you Mm -hmm. need some support. But if any other time you need any, I'm here and willing to help. We'll be back next week with more Meanagers. But you can keep the conversation going by joining us on Instagram. We're Meanagers Podcast. You'll find a link in the show notes and in our bio to help you leave a voice message about your Meanager troubles so you can be part of the show. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.